Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Okay, Bradley, this is where you're supposed to say, welcome back to the third and final hour. I think he's approaching the microphone. I think he's putting on his headset. And I do believe that the microphone is getting closer to his mouth. And any moment now, we'll hear Brad say, I'm here. I'm here. There he is. (laughs) There he is. Oh, God. So. Well, uh, we had a package delivery. I had to go to the door. Oh, good, good. I'm very excited. I got a couple of things I need to share with you, Bradley. Uh, All right. Yeah, number one, uh, from time to time. Well, quite often, actually, I get phone calls to the radio station here, to the program while I'm on air with you. And people ask, hey, what's the phone number for that uh, guy that sells insurance? What's that phone number for that attorney that does family law? Well, I did get one. In fact, they were asking for the phone number for Dahlberg Law. So I shared that with them. And okay. he is a, he's a former Marine as well. And uh, he said he doesn't listen as often as he'd like to, but uh, he's heard the program. So he wasn't listening. We didn't do a Dahlberg Law ad. He just knew that you had talked to Chris over the years, and he thought he'd call. So I shared that number with him. Well, that's very nice. Isn't that something? Super. And uh, I get Great. calls. I get calls for every client, if you will, every advertiser on your program. I've shared those phone numbers with, and I got another one here. This came from a text, and uh, from time to time, uh, just Joan from Superior, just Joan. She's called okay. the program from time to time, and uh, she wanted to share something with us, uh, with your listeners in particular. Shout out to Sonia from Solutions Insurance. Oh, yeah. She checked insurance rates for me on my vehicle without even being asked and found me a policy with a rate savings of about $100 a month. Woo-hoo! $1,200 a year? That's something. Joan, that's awesome. That is outstanding. So well, and that's the kind of people they are. And and thank thank you, Kenny, for posting that picture of the uh, whole staff over there at Solutions Insurance. Oh yeah, and, you know that kind of kind of helps you understand uh, who you're talking to. Because I know some of those people, but I don't know them all. And it was nice yeah. to see the picture of everybody. Yeah. Um, again, thirty degrees in Evelith right now, mostly cloudy. Now tomorrow. Uh, Mackinac, Minnesota, that's where this forecast comes out of. Not too far from Markham and Palo, where the Lusky Island uh, uh, Festival will be going on this weekend. The forecast for Saturday, mostly sunny, 41. Sun, Ooh, sun, nice. Yeah, Sunday, mostly sunny and 45. Now, the best part is tonight and tomorrow night, the temperatures are going to dip down into the low 20s. So it's going to keep that ice pack and that snow pack pretty well. Uh, but yeah. during the day, yeah. things could get a little soft. But the Lusky Einen 86th Annual is on at the Loon Lake Community Center in Palo, Minnesota. Now, explain how to get to Palo. I, I could drive there, yeah, but I'm not sure I'd know how to get there. Okay, right? you ready? Well, you yeah. get in your car, and you start driving, and you just keep going. <laughs> And when you see Until it, you when, get you, the payload. Yeah, when you get there, you just you pull into the uh, parking lot and you park and uh, there will be people there. And so you just get in your car and drive there. Oh, it's up, specifically, I would say, I would say <laughs> Highway 4. By, if, you take, yeah. if you take Highway 4 out of Duluth, drive up past Island Lake, once you get past um, Whiteface, 
And uh, what is it? It's the uh, cemetery yes, there, the, the Colvin there, Cemetery. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you'll see the road that's off to your right, I believe. Well, I can't tell you this, Brad, because I'm not sure. Um, but it is, uh, it's the Loon Lake Community Center. If you do a Google search, that'll uh, guide you up there. They do a nice yeah. job of putting that together for the festival. And they've okay. they got some nice weather this year. Okay, County State Aid Highway 100. So co- County Highway 100 off of County Road 4 is how you'll find. It's also, yeah, and you're just going to loop around and come right there and uh, you'll find it. It's in the town of White. Right, okay. White, W. Now, oh, White, yeah. White, yep. W. Yep. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Say, I don't know if you saw, excuse me, I don't know if you saw the story this morning about the uh, opening, well, kind of a kind of a reopening, I guess, of this, of a, is it pronounced Chachos? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I think I know where you're going here, but I'm not sure. I've never been there. Yeah, it's, well, uh, it's only been around a couple of years, I think. Yeah. This is the son of the Giuliani that has the uh, Pier 1 or Pier... Pier B. Pier B. Oh, really? And he also has the... Uh, uh, has the... Um, oh, what the heck is it called? This uh, Where the... Clyde Event Center, his dad? Clyde. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Clyde. Yeah, Clyde. And it's a son of that and a, and a guy that he... The two of them, the, there's two guys in there, Alex... Giuliani and Aaron Maloney, and they both ran into each other, met each other down in the cities, working at a, uh, a four-star restaurant or five-star restaurant, a real kind of a neat place. They were cor- for, yeah former colleagues at a five-star Minneapolis restaurant, and that's where they kind of got to know each other. But what it, it sounds kind of interesting, and it's located right down in Canal Park. Um, they used to have just a kind of an outdoor stand and 10 or 12 places where people could sit. But then they bought the, or it actually took the lease over of the place next to them that used to be the, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, it was like, uh, oh God, I forget. Um, it was a kind of a massage place or something, uh, uh, art and art and yoga studio. That's what it was. It was formerly occupied by the art and yoga studio, and they've redone that and put and it's uh, and they've put indoor dining in there now. They got they can seat about fifty to sixty people, but what it is is it's Mexican street food. And you know what that is? That's like uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's like open face tacos. Oh. Uh, 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 bowls of uh, uh, Mexican bowls with taco stuff in it, tortas and salsa, and these are all evidently Giuliani's grandmother's recipe, because she was she was uh, from that country and had a lot of recipes, and it looks like a kind of a neat place. It's you know it's right next to uh, your favorite place, Kenny, the Anchor Bar, or not the Anchor the Bar, Anchor but Bar. Saratoga. <laughs> Oh, stop it. Stop it, Brad. That was many, many years ago. Yes, I know. Yeah, me too. I I went in there because I heard the food was good. Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, you're going to get us yeah. in trouble. Um, but that's where they're located. They're yeah. in that little building right alongside of that. Yeah. So today is Groundhog's Day, you know, and we haven't talked about that. And uh, Punxsutawney Phil uh, did not see his shadow. So we're did gonna, not see his Yeah, we're going to have an that's early right. spring. Jeez, imagine that. Yep. You need a, a groundhog to tell you that? Look out the window. <laughs> no. All you got to do is roll the window down and you can <laughs> tell that. And uh, there was one other thing I wanted to mention to you here. Oh, it is Nash. Uh, this is one of my favorite ones. It's Sled Dog Day. Now, the weather has not cooperated, so the... Bear Grease no. has been canceled. Other sled dog races have been canceled. But the most famous... they're fam- still going to have the cutest puppy, aren't they? I think... I don't know if that's already occurred. I think that's already, that's already happened. Yeah, oh, the uh, okay. scheduled uh, event for the Bear Grease has come and gone. Uh, but my most famous memory of a sled dog was actually Will Steger. Uh, Will Steger and Paul Shirky, they were uh, planning a trip. Well, they did. They went to the North Pole, and he... Um, Will Steger had his famed lead dog, uh, Zap. And I got to meet Zap at the State Fair back in the 80s. Uh, they made this okay. trek in 86. I think they made the cover of like one of the new- news magazines, Time or Newsweek. But it was a big deal when Will made that journey to the North Pole with Paul Shirky. And today when is... When you say they went to the North, North Pole, you yeah. mean the real North Pole the or real the North, North Pole bar? Oh, oh, you're a funny guy. No, they made it all the way to the North Pole at the top of the world, I think. I don't know. But nonetheless, and uh, you know what breed of dog uh, Zap was? Zap was a a polar husky, if I'm reading this correctly here. But I really am fond of the uh, Alaskan husky, and that's probably the kind of the— they're a great breed. Oh, they really are. I I loved— I love the ones that are, that got the weird eyes, you know, the kind of uh, probably the like Malmute eyes. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Malmutes. Yeah, but the most commonly used dog in sled dog racing is the Alaskan Husky, and Husky. they're just okay. an awesome dog. They they look a lot like a small wolf, and as we know, all dogs are descendants of wolves. But uh, hey, Brad, yep. guess who we have on the phone? Uh, Grandma's old fashioned bubbles. Bubbles. Yeah, Kelly wants to talk about <laughs> the. She's got soap up to her elbows. She's <laughs> Maybe her she's eyebrows. a big vat. <laughs> Are you okay, Kelly? Is there a lot of bubbles around you? Well, I hauled a lot of soap this morning. My my husband helped me. We went over to the school, made a big load. Um, it smells Good. wonderful over there. People are busy. A sauna was delivered. Um the slides, as of this afternoon, are are holding out really well, is what we were told. They were made when it was 20 below zero, if you can believe it. And now, look wow. at the weather we've got. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot of work, a lot of work. The guys have been pretty much round the clock trying to make sure these slides are intact. They do have sled dogs coming also. Um I was told today that, you know, if there's no snow, can they still come? And they said they have little wheels, like, on their sleds. So these dogs yeah, they do. can they still can, go. They can put wheels. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, a lot so of Kelly, stuff, everybody's busy. Yeah. Well, Kelly, i got to ask you, do you have any mm-hmm. new flavors of soap? The last, the last one I got, uh, I got because Pete Woods had talked to you, and you made one out of... Yep. What was it, pine or something? I think. Yeah, it was actually it was actually balsam. So balsam, Peter had okay. asked me to to make one, and I'm like, you know, this is kind of a no brainer. You go out in the woods, and 
my husband was a logger too for many years. And I mean, what do you really smell? I mean, you smell a lot of balsam. And so it really was trying to go down the road for something kind of cutesy kind of a name. And I thought, you know, this really just balsam or birch or anything like that. So one of my new ones that is really kind of fun is Mountain Dew, if you can believe it. It's Mountain Dew. It's called a Mountain Dew type. And a lot of people say, Mountain Dew, that doesn't smell. Well, all I can say is like years ago when you were a kid, you got popped in this glass bottle and you popped it open and that fizz and that little fume came out. That's kind of what it smells like, fizzy, bubbly. And it's kind of a really big hit. I didn't think it would be, but it is. Huh. And it's called Mountain Dew. You don't really use Mountain Dew in it, though. But no, I'm sure. No, I don't. It's just it's just a fragrance. And there's another one that's um, wild elderberry is a really is one I kind of tried in the fall, and I think I sold out within less than an hour with that one. So it's kind of fun, you know. One of the new ones, too, I have a Wizard of Oz theme this year. So I have all old Wizard of Oz book pages, and kind of smells like maybe what I think. Oz would um, smell like um, green. <laughs> I kind of tried to figure that out. Oh yeah, my husband said it smells like flying monkeys. <laughs> so Wizard of Wizard of Oz, huh? Yeah, and I just call it Emerald City, and it's kind of got a little bit of a Irish kind of a I'll say Irish Spring, but it's um, it's kind of a fresh cut grass kind of a smell almost. Um, a lot okay. of people don't even know about Wizard of Oz too much anymore. I think it's kind of going off the scene with this new generation, but I'm a huge fan, yeah. so I always try to, yeah, me try too. to put it in, and put it, it in place. And in fact, know. I have to I have to ask you, Kelly, did you see the did you see the story that was out just a week or so ago out of Duluth here where they finally have have found out yeah. what happened to her ruby slippers out of Grand Rapids? I did, and I was really interested in that case. And we always go in the summertime to this car show in Grand Rapids, and our motel was right by the Judy Garland Museum. So, of course, that yeah. happened, you know, and I raced, I raced over there, and I was like, wow, you guys, did you find Did you find who did it? Who did it? Well, of course, they hadn't, but I did read the article, and I think he had to pay $23,500 is what he had to pay, but you know, I unfortunately, think that, he is yeah. not well. Yeah, he's, yeah, uh, they, they, I think he's terminal. They didn't put him in jail because he's yeah. kind of on his last leg as it is. As and probation. Anyway. Probation and a fine yeah. made me sick he to is. my stomach. I used to live and work in Grand Rapids, so meant a lot oh to me, gosh. too. See, well, I'm the guy that watches the time yeah. clock here, and uh, we're, yeah. we're really yeah. pressed. A couple of things. So Saturday and Sunday yeah. is the actual Lus- How do you say it again? Luskyinen? You say it perfectly. Don't ask Peter Wood to say it. He murders it horribly. <laughs> okay. But it is Luskyinen, yes. And so it's a Finnish fighting festival. Um, Saturday will be the Moyaka, and that is a beef stew. There's no fish eyes. I remember we went this route last year. Sunday is the pea soup. And so that's kind of traditional. Um, you know, the weather has created a lot of people thinking, is it going to be, is it not? Because, yeah, that's a factor for Luskyine. And you want kind of cold weather. But it's not. Okay. But everything is still going in full swing. So, And you get the breakfast Sunday. You've got the uh, piggies and uh, pancake breakfast. Yes. And this year the Palo Fire Department's going to be doing it. And the, the proceeds will go to buy a new fire truck for them. Oh, so it's really a good, a good cause for them. Hey, Kelly, yeah, look for Jan and I. Look, look for Jan and I Sunday morning. I think that'll be a good time for us to go. And one final thing, okay. uh, Kelly, I got to ask you. Thursday was the Queen coronation. Uh, who's the it queen? Was. Who's the queen this year? Well, it's Grace Paul. 
And actually, it lands up being one of my husband's cousins. And we used to always have a dance on Friday night with the coronation. But unfortunately, snowball plays into that at Masabi East. So a lot of the kids, we just couldn't get kids to come out. Um, nobody oh, dances sure. anymore. So they kind of did away with the dance. And so they do it on Thursday night. So then the queen can basically reign all weekend. And um, it, it was nice. Uh, we got to watch it live on Facebook. We weren't able to in- attend in person. But it's, yeah, it's really, really a nice time. So it'll be perfect weather to be outside. And they got fried bread booths, and you can just come and eat. So, yeah, Kenny, I will look for you guys and um, um, hopefully say hi to Jan and give you a big hug. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. Good. Super. Okay. All right. Super. Great, great local event. A a great, really down in the earth local event. It really is. Well, Kenny, we better take our first break here, huh? KDAL time is 128. Boy, I see some sunshine uh, poking out there, Brad, uh, peeking through the uh, clouds that are still uh, hanging around. 30 degrees in Canal Park. Winds are light out of the northeast. Say, um, i got to ask you a question. Have you heard anything or heard any rumors about the uh, state of Minnesota because of the DFL governor uh, Demanding more taxes and things that they're going to try to raise gas taxes. Yes, fifty cents a gallon. Yeah, I have heard this, Brad. I have, in fact, heard this. Man, now are they, is this going to have to go through the legislature first, or is he just going to make it by natural fiat or whatever? <laughs> no. Well, there are evidently three states in the Union, California, Oregon, and Washington, that have similar policies. But Governor Walls wants to uh, pass what he calls a clean fuel standard uh, tax. Drive up the cost of gasoline for Minnesotans by 50 cents a gallon or more so that you'll look more favorably at uh, buying electric cars. Just last year, Democrats put in an automatic annual gas tax increase, part of their $10 billion in tax hikes that have made life more expensive for every Minnesota family. This is from uh, from DeMuth's uh, oh, Demuth. press release. No, we talked De- to her. DeMuth? DeMuth? Yeah, no, Damoth. Oh, Remember, she yes. said it, it's like Namath, but Damoth. Namath, but Damoth. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, she'd, we'd talked to her on the phone, and she's very bright. So she's come out with this press release and said that they're now they're trying to push through a policy that would result in a 50 cent a gallon increase that would cost families hundreds of dollars next year. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, they don't take a vote. They don't ask for anybody else's opinions on this. Uh, uh, Minnesotans don't have a say in this. They're going to jam this through. No doubt about it. The only chance we have to get some control back in this state is to go back to split government, if they can do that. You know, if we, if we can take control, but, you know, it, it doesn't look very good when you look at the monies out there. And Lou Lotto used to say money was the mother's milk of politics. Listen, we've got... Uh, We've got a caller on the line that wants to share some th- some things about that he learned about these uh, these troops that were killed in Jordan. The three National Guard members that were member of a uh, I think they were members oh, of a trans were they Army Reservist Brad or National yeah were yeah they? they were they were they were from the oh, Georgia National Guard my goodness yeah. so James what do you got what 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 are you hearing from these 
Yeah, well, that, to tell you, I, I was in aviation from 89 to uh, December of 2014. And okay. military and civilian. So I worked on the Cobras, you name it, the Scouts, uh, Hueys, uh, F-16s. I worked on Predators and some other stuff, and a whole bunch of civilian stuff. But I do know okay. from serving my country for many years that every time a drone flies or a fighter or a Cobra, I would have to go out to my aircraft and set the pins on the IFF, identify friendly foe. And that tells when something's coming in and out if it's one of ours or it's not. And every time either avionics will do that with the fighters or whatever or the drones, uh, they said, the government said that their net was down because they had a drone returning. That's false because... Everything we fly, even the small drones, have the IFF capability. We're not getting told ah. the real story. And I was Army reservist for eight years, and I, I know exactly. But I was I was in the TAC helicopter regiment in St. Paul that got bracked back in the day. But I got to fly with a lot wow. of warrant officers from Vietnam. But I do know okay. for a fact. So we're not getting the true story, and there's a cover-up of something. So, well, um, Jim, James, uh, you're James, you're absolutely right because I had read too that uh, that they had dropped their net or their their protective right. uh, cone over the base yep. because yep. Uh, because there was some American uh, something coming back. I didn't hear drone, but they said some American unit was low flying coming back to the base, so they dropped the protective cover, and evidently yeah, this drone right. came in right behind it or something. Yeah, no, no. That's not right, huh? With it. No, I, I've been I've been doing aviation for over thirty something years and different capacities and something just stinks about it, just like the administration. And you know what? And okay. by the way, <laughs> since we're on it, you're talking about fuel. You know, I, I move campers around the US for camping world. Not directly, but through oh, okay. camping world. Um, sure. that's my retired job now. Um the uh like 70 cents cheaper when you get out of this area and if i have to take my car from duluth to go to the three to fill up i will because i'm not going to give these these blue democrats they're running the state it's just like california we ain't gonna have a say in anything and i tell you um it's like i am working on my house and I, and i set my milwaukee uh, uh battery you know skill saw outside sure in the cold sure. weather Yep. I got the big battery. It works about 60% of what it should be because it gets cold. And the battery cars are no different. So what they think we're going to go green isn't going to work for us up here. Oh, you're absolutely right. We're finding that out. And, and of course, we had the story a couple of weeks ago about Hertz that dropped. What did they right. drop, Kenny? 40% of their fleet got the rid of their electric, electric cars? Fleet. Yep. So, well, so anyway, I don't want to weigh in on that fact. Like I said, but... Something ain't right with the Department of Defense. I don't care if something was coming back. Um, yep. Uh, somebody screwed up or something, and they're covering it up. So just wanted to All right. tell our listeners All right. that information. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Hey, I got two things uh, real quick to bring you up on. Uh, well, but we got to do our CBS News, don't we, Kenny? We Let's do. Let's do we that, do. and then, then I'll get to some things when we come back. Your Twin Ports home for UMD Bulldog Hockey. Shot score! UMD! KDAL. KDAL time is 138. Uh, UMD Hockey this weekend. Tonight and tomorrow, Bruce Siski with the call from Omaha. Bruce is all the way down there in Omaha. Eh? Good yeah, for him. Yeah. 
Well, he does a nice job on that. Well, listen, folks, we've got a big holiday coming up here just in a week or so, and you better not forget about it if you've got a significant other in your life. And the easiest way to take care of that, I know a lot of women love jewelry, but some of us guys can't afford that, but we can afford chocolates and candies that are available over at that candy shop in Superior, Wisconsin on Tower Avenue that specializes in homemade chocolate fudge and candy. I'm talking about Sweden Sweets. They've got some Valentine's Day specials. They've got chocolate-covered strawberries. Every woman loves a good chocolate-covered strawberry. And they've also got heart-shaped hot chocolate bombs. These are these are like uh, hot cocoa that you drop into uh, milk or water, and it explodes into flavor like you've never seen. You can pre-order or pick them up ahead of time, anything you want. Uh, Sweden Sweets will work with you on it. They've got a whole variety of unique sodas. They've got 10 different Japanese sodas. They've even got my favorite bacon-flavored soda. They've got chocolates. They've got popcorn in 50 different flavors. They've even got free, freeze-dried candy. Wide selection of old-time and nostalgia candy, as well as many of the current favorites. And they've got root beer draft on draft over there at their candy bar. And you can make have them make you a root beer float with homemade ice cream. So, and I'll tell you what. You can even watch while a lot of the fudge and chocolate's being made right through their giant kitchen windows. So you know what? Uh, Either give them a call at 715-718-0713. That's 715-718-0713. Or learn more about the uh, candies and delivery options at Sweden Sweets, 601 Tower Avenue in Superior, Wisconsin. Great, great place. They'll take care of your Valentine needs. Nice. Well, Kenny, I, I saw this story this morning, um, and and at first I thought I was going to learn something. You know, we've been talking about these three Kansas City uh, Chiefs fans that froze out in back of a friend's house that they were yes. having a party at. Yeah. Well... Word came out this morning that the toxology reports have been released. But I read the whole story. They're not they're, the police and and authorities aren't putting out any information yet on the toxology reports until after they have met with the family members uh of the individual the three individuals well, that passed away. Well, they have mentioned it. I've got stories here they have mentioned the substances found. Yes. What 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 did they discover in the toxology reports? Cocaine and fentanyl were found in the bodies of the That's deceased. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. And this individual, this homeowner, he's got to be uh, implicit here. He has to be, Brad. I mean, the he's story, and we're just going on what we've read, and the fact that, oh, I had my headphones on next to a loud fan, I didn't hear you knocking, and... And I didn't know that my friends were on the porch, passed out for two days, and that they were dead. Really? Come on. Are you fooling, man? Come on. Come on. Yeah. So he's got and something to do had, with this. If he's they negligent. had that in the system, he, I think if I'd read someplace that he had been charged on drug charges at one time himself. Well, he was a chemist. There. He's a chemist. Oh. Okay. And uh, it's a tragic ending. 
It, it absolutely is. And and th- just the fact, like we talked before, that he, he could look out his window and he could see their cars still out in his driveway. What, did he think they walked home in the middle of the winter? Yeah, he, it doesn't add up. The things I read about his comments, his statements, please. Uh, there's, well, some, was, there's some I was willing there. I was willing to bet that fentanyl was going to be involved in this. And yeah. Now it sounds like I mean, it three is. guys so, are anyway. dead. Yeah. Come on. Frozen. Uh, well, they died obviously from the concoction that they were hooked you, yeah. doing during the party. Yeah. But they froze. Their bodies froze to death outside from exposure. Yeah. See, Brad, we have a caller on the phone that uh, you talk to Wouldn't from time that? to time, and uh, let's talk to Tony from Renshaw. Ah, there's Tony. How you doing, Tony? Oh, pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. good. I'm up out out here in my fortress of solitude, uh, uh, messing around. I was going to. Uh, I heard you talk about Will Steger and Zap. Uh, yes. I got to tell you my Zap story. Uh, okay. Years and years and years ago, uh, Will Steger called me and wanted to know if I could put a foundation in for his uh, house he was building. And I said, sure. But anyway, uh, I drove out there, and he had no road in at that time. So we walked oh, in with all our with our equipment uh, to just lay it out. And I come to a – there's a big out, uh, outcrop of ro- rock, big rock, uh, yeah. bedrock. And uh, he took uh, uh, spray paint, and he sprayed lines around there. He says, uh, that's my outline. And he said, can you do it? And I said, sure. Uh, but what I did was I uh, spent uh, about a week there just uh, setting the forms up. Uh, and it was in crevices. And, and uh, uh, it, was, it was just like, like you'd look at a big pile of a big bedrock, you know. So anyway, sure. uh, over the winter, uh, he hauled in sand and he hauled in rock and he hauled in cement, sled dog, all all by sled dogs. Of course, oh my God! Led by Zap. But anyway, uh, uh, then he put a road in. So the following spring, we built that. Uh, uh, he had the foundation poured that spring, and it was I guess a year later. Then, in the meantime, Zap had died. The dog had died. And so when we were building it, he asked me, he said, can you, I got uh, Zap's ashes here. He said, can you put them right in the wall? I said, sure. So uh, I made a special place that he wanted overlooking the the compound and everything like that. And I cut a hole in the the form and we had, uh, we had, uh, uh, I think it was uh, like a urn with his ashes in and uh i I poured him right right inside the wall for him and uh so so that may be gone but he's still there yeah he's still there and i think i think that's when he left for the south pole because uh i remember him uh flying over waggling his uh wings of the airplane and uh uh, and like I said, so I built it up like three three stories. Oh, it was it was interesting. He wanted a cistern in there so he could catch the rainwater and and. Uh, oh man! He he made the window so that they 
They were like 20 feet long and 10 feet high. Uh, yeah. And uh, I never went back. He always wanted me to come back and look at uh, the finished product because it was going to be four stories high. Uh, and he wanted to know if he could put a telescope in there to, to oh. take pictures of the galaxies and stuff. And so I read up on it, and, and I told him, I said, no, I said, I even a... Uh, if you had a refrigerator running, would blur it when you're trying to. Uh, but it was interesting. He would call me. He would call me uh, uh, all hours of the night. He said, "I'm in New York." He says, "I'm uh, doing a tour here. I'm raising money in New York." He says, "Can you do uh, this? Uh, put this in there." <laughs> I said, "Sure, I can do that." Well, then a week later, two weeks later, he called me again. He says, "Can you do this?" I said, "Yeah, I can do that." <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll make, I'll make a long. Do you know? Does he? Does he still? Does he still live out there at that place? I don't know for sure. I don't know. It was four okay. stories high. It was, and uh, so, uh, and I asked him. I says because he was heading for the South Pole. I think it was. I said, "What happens if you, if you don't make it?" I said because this is four stories. And he said, "Well, he said if I don't make it, so it won't make no difference because <laughs> I'll be out there frozen." <laughs> He said, if I do make it, I'll have so much money, he said, it won't make no difference either. And, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was... Uh, it was I it thought was... for sure, I t- tell you, Tony, because I, I know a lot of the stuff you've got out there, I thought for sure you were going to ask me, that, or we're going to say that he asked if you could stuff Zap. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if, he would, if I'd have met him sooner, probably would have, but uh, uh, yeah, because yeah, we... We actually uh, have done that. So, in fact, we might even oh, have one on hand right now. I don't know. Yeah, actually, uh, Tony, I, I may have told you this before. You did that for a friend of mine who lives in the Twin Cities. Uh, for, uh, oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, real quickly, yeah. though, and I'm glad you called because we were talking about, Brad, today is National Sled Dog Day. And we, I mentioned Zap because Zap I met at the state fair back in the 80s and uh, just a cool lead dog. But um, Tony, the most famous sled dog of all, is his name was Balto. And Balto was the lead dog on the 1925 Serum Run to Nome. Of course, the Iditarod runs in uh, honor of that. Based on that, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that dog, Balto, was an Alaskan husky, uh, died in 1933, and was, in fact, stuffed and is housed at the Cleveland Museum of Natural History. I'll be damned. We did one once. uh, uh, The rumor was that I got it from a guy in Chicago. The rumor was that it was from a member of the mafia. It was his dog. And... uh, I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know because wasn't the wasn't the guy that stole the ruby slippers? Was he? <laughs> I, I don't know. All I remember is, is uh, this friend of mine was a taxidermist there, and, and he said he said, "Don't you screw this thing up." <laughs> <laughs> well, it might have been then. <laughs> yeah, that's he said, "Don't don't screw this up." So. Uh, we gotta we gotta take a quick yep. break. Tony, it's been nice talking to you. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> Kenny, we gotta do our Minnesota news. K 
KDAL time is 154. Got to sneak some polka in there, Brad. It's Polka Friday. Got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Got to do it. 30 degrees hey. in Canal Park right now, by the way. Some sunshine, light wind out of the northeast. Well, we did not get a chance to talk to George Weller from Zenith Autoglass today, but I do want to just give you the phone numbers of his two locations. If you are needing glass done here in the Northland in Duluth area, call their Trinity Road, 3802 Trinity Road location. The number is 218-275-5555. Or in Superior, brand new shop opened in Superior at 2803 Banks Avenue. And you can call Zenith Auto Glass over there, get the same great service, 715-575-575. Five 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 five. Very easy numbers to remember. Zenith Auto Glass. Great, great people with great service and great quality products as well. Now, uh, one last thing, Kenny. Um, Joe Biden has now made enemies of the entire supermarket industry. Did you see that yesterday? No, I didn't. He was he was talking, and he. And he's blaming supermarkets for high grocery prices. He says, you're being played for suckers by the grocery stores. President Biden blamed grocery stores for continued high price of of groceries. President Joe Biden took aim at grocery stores, blaming them for ripping people off with high prices amid continued inflation blame game. And he really did. He, He went after grocery stores said that the price of groceries at the grocery store are inflated high because grocery stores are just ripping people off. This comes from a guy that made millions and millions of dollars by ripping taxpayers off. Uh Interesting. Anyway, one last uh, item I know as we go on, we got to go to uh, uh, TAPS here. Kenny, just let me know when I should shut up. 60 seconds. (laughs) But Duluth... Duluth-based Maurice's, according to Dan Hanger, has unfortunately had to lay some more people off again. They uh, laid off 14 associates in Duluth and another 25 in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, They claim these are the results of the company now leveraging vendors for portions of its design work. So it's... uh, there's some good numbers out there this morning for jobs, but there's also bad numbers in companies laying off a lot of people. So, anyway, we got to go to uh, Taps, right? Yeah, we're going to go here in about uh, oh about thirty seconds or so. So let's see where where okay. are we? We're thirty degrees above zero. The high on this day, February second, nineteen ninety six. The high was twenty one below. So we're uh, we're forty one degrees warmer now than we were uh, what twenty eight years ago. That's good news. <sighs> well, uh, have a great weekend. I Brad. also you as well, Kenny. We'll see everybody back on Monday.